Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 19th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is host of EA Play Live 2020, Greg Miller. I am glad you could book me. You know what I mean? I, I, I brought the shirt and everything. Everybody loved the shirt. A lot of people hated the conference. A lot of people loved the shirt, though. So the shirt really? is here. Did people really hate the conference? That surprises I, me. I mean, blessing. It's the internet. You, you, you know what I mean? It's true. You, Very true. Literally, you throw out, do you like the color blue? And half of it's going to be, I love it. Half of people are going to be hating it. But yeah, most people universally like me. So I can take that. Okay. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of people who just hate Greg Miller. And I understand. So they hate me. How does it, how does it feel the day after getting to introduce Skate 4 to the world? Or the return of Skate to the world? Sure. No, it was cool. I, I mean, I, you know, I think... Uh, I like the show. I thought it was fun. Now, granted, it's because I get to go host it probably and I get to be there from the inside and see how it all came together and all that stuff. But I thought, uh, you know, I still am excited for uh, uh, Rogue Squadron, not Rogue Squadron, Star, Star Wars Squadron. Like, right. Yeah. Like waking up the next morning, I'm still stoked and I'm so excited that you guys were excited too. Cause that's the thing, always working in a vacuum on these kind of things. And I see it early and like some of it's all r- rough around the edges and you're like, this sounds complicated, but it sounds cool. And I'm like, if I could get the right group of people and the fact that you, Andy and Tim are all like, holy shit, this looks great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. all right, let's go. Let's play. Well, Greg, B- we're going to talk- be there. We're going to talk all about Star Wars Wars Rogue, not Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Squadrons, because today's stories include a recap of yesterday's EA play, uh, Crash 4 leaking all over the place, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct this when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping. Today's last is part two day. The game's <laughs> out. Finally. How's it feel? Greg, we played it, we played last was part two. Actually, you know what I'd rather hear from the blessing is how does it feel mm-hmm. to you? Uh, last night I had the normal experience I have where obviously our job is amazing. It is awesome to get games early. It is awesome to have these explanation or reviews and then spoiler cast our spoiler cast up right now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Do not watch it until you've beaten it. But there's always this bit. And Jen asked me last night when we were laying down for bed, she's like, are you feeling the FOMO? And it's like, yeah, like everybody and my friends list was playing Last of Us Part Two. Uh, people were tweeting about it. Like there was this na- Naughty Dog celebration going on. It's just like my mo- my time with the game has already passed. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel that this is this is probably the biggest game I've played before release, and like, I got into review and all that stuff before release. Yeah. And so yeah, like having that be the case seeing everybody like jumping into it uh i was i was playing a game last night i think i can say the i can say the game. i was playing spongebob uh rehydrated last night and as i was scrolling through my games i saw last is part two pop up and i saw like pretty much half the people that were online on my friends list were playing last is part two and i was like man what a weird feeling to right. one already have already already have played the game but now like I'm in that I'm in that period where I'm I'm just waiting to see what everybody has to say, what all the takes yeah. are going to be, what uh, we already know what reviews are, but you know what the audience reception reception is like. Are we spot on with how we think people are going to react to this game? Um, have it's you been a very the, interesting. Have you gone to the spoiler cast yet today? I I I've not read the comments because I've been. I've made it a thing does to not, not agree read. with us at all. <laughs> really, I yeah, so I saw I saw the like 
dislike ratio and i was like really how yeah, like what kind of funny videos usually are like what 95 to 5 like like dislike and like this one is almost 50 50 right now yeah i was talking to tim about it earlier we had a little meeting a little a uh, little uh catch-up session and uh one of the things i brought up was uh both of the spoiler cast that's up right now and then over on the kind of funny subreddit of course reddit.com slash r slash kind of funny uh there was a discussion piece posted that was discussion spoilers uh there seems to be a gap between the reception of t between critics and players thoughts on why the way i i'm interested to see how it nets out because my thought process on it right now is there are the critics have played it finished it had discussions they love or hate it or they know what they think of it right and but mainly obviously positive i think then there's this huge group that is most kind of funny best friends that are playing it right now and will not want to hear about it talk about it have an opinion about it till it's done and then i think there's another group that either didn't care that much about it or didn't give a shit at all about it and just read the spoilers and then that got them mad that they they would they what they parsed from that made them angry and that's why they're in there and so i think the only people who would go into the comments now are the people who don't really give a fuck then that's to be clear i'm painting with a broad brush i'm well aware that some people already have beaten it a lot of people and you don't like it and yada yada, yada. i'm fine that's fine but you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. that for what months now weeks now it's been people who are just like this game's ruined and you're like you haven't even played it yeah and so how many of those right now are, are legitimate comments and legitimate opinions happening right now on youtube or are they the same people that were in every other comment section who are just there now to be mad about what they think happens in the game yeah and that's the thing like the game just came out what 13 hours ago about and the game is like then the game is way longer than that and yeah. so when i went when i saw the like this like i was like okay well most of these people probably haven't played this game unless like these are all pre-release people or people in uh international areas that might have gotten the game way before but like yeah it's it's interesting to see the reception so far i'm curious to see a week or two weeks from now when people actually finish totally. the game where audience reception nets out because yeah right now it does feel like it's a lot of noise from people who read spoilers and got upset or people who just don't care as much uh you know for us and i see in the chat here too gadget mike 21 says so why upload the spoiler cast already uh for us it's we want it to be there when you do beat it a lot of people are going to beat the last of us part two uh this weekend and we'll want to go have that discussion and they may not have a friend who beat it just like when we all beat it so they can go listen to their best friends talk about it uh me blessing uh tim and christine steimer from what's good games and have that conversation there like the thing with our spoiler cast is that they are always long tail content i think most kind of funny content you put up and like very like this show is games daily right so it gets if it's lucky 24 hours in the sun usually more like 12 or something before it's just old news nobody cares and clicks on it again spoiler cast we found have had some of the longest tale of content when you look at our god of war one when you look at our spider-man one uh both having the game directors on both of those uh you know next week of course neil ashley and troy are coming through for a different kind of spoiler cast with me on the games cast the week after that laura bailey's on we have cool friends to talk about all this stuff like I think what's interesting is that love or hate The Last of Us, wherever people come down on it, I think that there's uh, so many interesting discussions to be had. Greg, on the topic of Last of Us 2 uh, audience reception, the nanobiologist writes in to patreon.com slash games, just like you, can and says, Hi, Blessing Greg. The Last of Us 2 is out on Metacritic, and naturally, it's getting shit on in the form of user reviews, review scores. Last I checked, it was at a 3.4. While the review aggregate site is cool and all, should Metacritic take responsibility for these review bombs like Steam did? While nobody thinks about review bombs too positively, it still it still feels like it still feels dumb that Metacritic, one of the biggest sites for media reviews, lets review bombing be rampant. How could they fix this? Could they take the Rotten Tomatoes approach and just turn off comments? Could they remo- could they remove the user review review feature altogether? 
are there other ways that you've considered that that could improve the site uh, to be much more open, truthful, and less trolly? Thanks. I mean, my knee-jerk reaction, I haven't thought much about it. And my knee-jerk reaction is, let them eat cake. Go do whatever the fuck you want over there. I think I, 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 don't, I think if if someone is going there and review bombing a game, movie, whatever on Metacritic and thinking that's making their point, I think it's actually working against them. When you go to a Metacritic and you see that Last of Us has a 95 or a 96, whatever it is, and then has a 34 or whatever with users, that doesn't make me go, man, the critics got it wrong. <laughs> it makes me go, oh, man, same thing is always happening. Internet's going to Internet. Who cares? Who I don't know who wades into Metacritic user reviews and reads that and goes, oh, yeah, they're making some good points here, right? Like, I'd much rather go read uh, people putting stuff up on their blogs, uh, that they're putting out their tweets, that they're uh, being aggravated on or aggregated on smaller sites, that they're being on podcasts, having conversations. Now, this is myself i don't i can't speak for everybody I'm, there probably are a bunch of people who go there and do that but for me personally i think there's enough diversity in the last of us reviews that are critical uh, that are traditionally uh, are the traditional critic reviews that i wouldn't need to wade into what does the internet say like you know what i mean like you go look at uh, yeah, the only user reviews i've ever really found helpful are amazon ones and that's because there's just a bajillion you can sort by yeah. who gave it five stars who gave it two stars who gave it three stars what's going on they have the questions they answered amazon does it good <laughs> Yeah, and then that's my thing too. I think between like Amazon and Yelp, those are the only times where I'm kind of paying attention to user reviews. In terms of Metacritic, like I, I, I don't really know what the solution is because the first thing I would jump to is, yeah, don't allow people to review games until the day the game's out, which I assume is the case for Metacritic. Um, and then aside from that, like maybe surface critic reviews above user reviews in a way to where now because i know when i go on metacritic there a lot of them a lot of the time it's side by side in yeah. terms of what you're looking at and so you have like the left side of the page be the critic reviews and the right side of the page be the user reviews maybe make it and maybe make it so that user reviews get less uh real estate on the screen but like even that feels like a a, a minimal thing and a thing that can be taken a wrong sort of way because i don't i feel like in some instances you don't want to make it seem le- that like critic critics get the last say on media or on sure. on games or on art you know because you 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 you'd like there to be this sort of democratic approach to how we we talk about art and talk about games and how everybody is able to have a say and ha- and have their voice heard but in terms of metacritic i think i think them as a site kind of had to like look in the mirror and be like oh, okay what is our purpose like what what are we here to do and when when you do click through on a lot of like Metacritic stuff, the first the first score you do see is the critic score, which tells sure. me that they that they want to prioritize that. I open and it up right now, right, and that's what you see. You see this giant green ninety five next to Last yeah. of Us and the Metacritic must play award, and then over to the side, the smaller three point four user review. Yes, and so I don't know if the if the solution is to just commit to that all the way and just be like, hey, like user reviews are now going to be like this small corner over here, or what? But yeah, like review bombing sucks, and I mean, in some cases, like I think that information can be use- useful. Knowing that an audience doesn't agree with the critics, I think that can be useful information. Oh, sure. But um, yeah, in in the cases of review bombing, I really don't know what the solution is. I think again, it's it, the same as always with review bombing, where I just don't know. And again, I'm speaking from Greg Miller's point of view. Maybe you have a different one. And I totally understand that. Uh, that I just don't know anybody who's ever gone to Metacritic and been, other than the story of the, how different they are, has gone to Metacritic and been like, oh man, the user review is what sent me right on this. Not to mention maybe the, the critical review didn't set you right, but I think that's also the thing with critical reviews is that you click on it and you're going to find the tens from, not well, not us, we're not Metacritic scored, but like you're going to find a 10 from IGN, you're going to find the 8 from GameSpot, you're going to find on down the line of people actually thinking and feeling stuff. Metacritic 
I always find uh, in the user review specifically, I always find it find interesting because yeah, you're bringing up that. Yes, it's democratic and everybody should have their voice heard. I agree, of course, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the problem here is that oh, we're bombing this thing. We're doing this thing. You're just feeding into exactly why people don't care about user scores on Metacritic and why Metacritic does because they want you to come click on their things and see I'm clicked on it right now. I see what a Verizon ad, a GameSpot play for all ad like they want you to come get served this ad. So they don't give a shit if you're coming in just to shit on the game. They don't come if you come in, say the game's good, bad or blue. They don't care. They just want you to click on it and do it. And they want you to tell your friends to come be mad here, too. And then I think users and again, I'm speaking only as myself. Users come in and use Metacritic and go, oh, cool, 95. Well, I don't care. Oh, they're getting review, review bombed. Makes sense. Bye and leave. And then it's the other question, too, of you say, uh, Blessing, what is Metacritic's role? What do they want to be? I think Metacritic is what it wants to be, where it, you come in and you go 95 and you bounce. You see all the ads. Maybe you buy it on Amazon off this big buy Amazon button. Maybe you don't. But I don't think that for the most part, uh, Metacritic is, you know, trying to give everybody all steak and no uh, vegetables, right? Like it's when we were mm-hmm. at, when I was at IGN, that ongoing fight for review scores that, yes, they matter, but we want you to read the words, understand how we got here, please, please, please. And then you get these breakdowns from tech ops and ad ops that would just show that, like, people click on the link and then in three seconds, they scroll, 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 see the thing and they bounce. Like, that's what Metacritic is here to be. Metacritic is here to be that aggregate that you go through and you see what IGN, Kotaku, Easy Allies, everybody rolled into one thing. Back to housekeeping. Thank you to our (laughs) Patreon producers, Mohamed (laughs) Mohamed, Connor Nolan, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Patreon.com. Can I say one more thing? Oh, yeah, go for it. Sorry. No, because it's not about that, but it's a question. uh, I don't know if you noticed. uh, Now that I'm not in front of the computer, I'm way back, and I can see, thanks to Kevin saving my eyeballs, uh, I keep the chat actually open over here. And a while back, one of the folks wrote in and said, and it's gone now, uh, would there be a chance for Kind of Funny Best Friends to write in with their non-trolling Last of Us reviews and opinions? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It is not this week's PS I Love You XOXO, but next week's. So, a uh, well, I guess that doesn't make sense either. Not the next PS I Love You, but the one after that, after we were giving you like, you know, a week plus with the game that is the one where i want you to write in with your reviews it'll be me blessing and janet garcia from ign talking hey. about it and that'll be the episode that'll be out theoretically on the 30th of june so yeah the week after out, next yeah. week that checks out um and yeah i'm very excited for that very excited to do an episode with janet garcia i'm looking forward yeah. to that uh and again we're brought to you by patreon.com slash kind of funny game but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have three stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with our number one, uh, we have an EA Play Live wrap-up. I'm going to be pulling information from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. And, of course, we did our live reactions to EA Play Live. That's live right now on YouTube.com slash games, And we also did our Gamescast post-show on it also live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on the gamescast podcast feed um but what i want to do here is i want to take the biggest headlines from that ea play live and break them down and talk about them starting with the big one greg skate is back um adam bankhurst writes cuz perry and darren chang announced that a new skate game is really early in development skate 3 was released in 2010 and fans have been clamoring for a new entry it appears they'll get their wish greg are you excited for skate four hell yeah i loved playing skate back in the day that like skate was in skate three especially but like uh 
skate was such a thing at IGN in my early days and skate three in particular. And, you know, skate was so ahead of its time and in sh- sharing clips in the skate universe and what you had done in the game and cool things, funny things that had happened. Uh, I know how much people have wanted this and for so long. So yeah, I think it's awesome. It's finally coming back. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the, that's that actually might be the the thing I'm looking forward to the most with this next skate game is to see how they can evolve it with social media and how social media has kind of progressed since 2010. Sure. Because I think Skate Three was kind of ahead of its time in terms of the shareability aspect of it, um, and Skate Four I think has a lot of potential in terms of pulling together video clips, pulling together photo albums, uh, sharing to Twitter, sharing on Instagram, uh, putting on filters, all that stuff. I think all that stuff could be awesome with Skate. Evan M writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says good morning blessing greg a new skate game was announced at ea play yesterday and to me this was the biggest news however it appeared super early in development i think it was blessing in the post show uh comment that uh, that commented that this game is probably three to four years away from being released why announce a game presumably so so far from release do you think a new skate game was even on EA's radar before the Tony Hawk remaster was announced to overwhelming support? <laughs> to me, this looks like EA re- reading the room, seeing the vocal support for a new skateboard game, and trying to cash in. I'm all for a new skate game, but the last thing I want is a publisher-forced game where the only reason it's being developed is because EA sees dollar signs, and not because the developer-slash-creative team wants to make a new game. Do you think announcing a new skate game so early was a good idea or a bad idea? Thanks for all you do. Regards, Evan M. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like how, We talk about it since 2010 skate has been uh absent and since probably 2012 every time ea has done anything right it's been bring back skate bring back skate why aren't you bringing back skate you know uh last year at the end of ea play i made a joke about skate four right and like got people super pissed off on the internet because they were waiting there you know that's that's your one so many people's get hype moment for ea um i think they did it here to you know I obviously they did it here and they did it this early because they finally had something to say. And I don't get me wrong as a, as a viewer, as a fan, I much would have preferred a trailer. I would have seen some gameplay footage, some teaser stuff. And the fact that they didn't do any of that, it means you're right on the money that, yeah, they are super early on this, that it's not even to the point that motive secret game that Mitch was talking about that got uh, put in the montage yesterday of moving blocks and grayscale. Right. We're not even there apparently with skate Four that it, or skate or whatever they're going to call it. Um, I think that that would have been, a better presentation that would have been a cooler one more thing but in general why did they do it here because they're finally moving on it and they want to let the audience know that yes you are heard we understand it we see you saying skate four bring back skate we want more skate like we have to say we we don't want to go three more years of use the ea of course is this giant company right and ea of course fucks up all the time and makes bad decisions all the time they make good ones too but we're way more likely to take them into the street and flog them for their loot boxes and flog them for their terrible uh, statements right so to come out and act like you're ignoring the audience right like to imagine if we took away party mode and then said nothing about it like it's not exactly the same but it would be a similar thing of like what what are you doing with party mode where's party mode why'd you take away party mode blah 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 it would be yeah and we just ignore it that makes us look like assholes and like before we've done that with kind of funny where we've had uh not different decisions or remove things but we haven't answered questions that are being asked because we're like oh we're gonna do it on january 5th we're gonna announce it then and we think it's building excitement and in reality what it was building was bile and anger that we were ignoring you and not talking to you right like i always talk about authenticity and uh actually communicating with your audience ea has a long way to go with that 
by no means are they there. But this is one of those steps towards it of like, listen, we hear you. You want skate. We brought back the two guys. Let's go. We're making skate. Yeah, I'm with that too, especially the part about damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because for me, when they revealed it, I was excited and I was like, oh, awesome. Skate is back. I love skate. But I I, I also had the response of, all right, where's the trailer? All right, this is yeah. obviously very early. All right, why are we hearing about this now instead of a few years from now when it's more of a sure thing? For me, whenever a game is announced this early, I immediately get kind of skeptical about whether we're going actually to keep- yeah, yeah where will it actually come out? Like, where will we actually see the final product? Right? Like, where is Beyond Good and Evil Two? Where, where, where are, where is Agent? Where are the games that that I mean, we're announced early to, that we just didn't get? You don't even have to go that far, right? Like, remember Amy Hennig's Visceral game, like Star Wars yeah. game, right? Like that was a thing that we got teased and shown. And like, like this has happened before, and it could happen again here. You know what I mean? It, it's very much that. It's awesome they brought out Cousin Darren, but like, what we are we three? Are we two and a half years away from? cousin darren have left the ea or, and they they're saying that you know just we had different creative visions and that game never happens maybe it doesn't but again like how do you what what would you prefer and i'm talking to you the audience right would you prefer that ea looks like they're ignoring you and skate's never going to happen or would you prefer that they go this route and say hey we are working on it but it may never happen because again this is something i brought up on the post show yesterday right that for years we've seen people when movies get announced or scripts get optioned and people turn and go, well, man, what movies talk about movies so early. Why don't games do that? And I think there's so many more things that can go wrong making a game. I think there is, we've heard it a million times, right? That games get to a playable state and they play them and they go, fuck, this isn't fun. And then yeah. it is that thing of like, can we fix this? Can we not? Do we cancel the project? Do we move on? Like, that's the reality of the business. And I think that to, for better or worse, EA decided to take this one and try to act like humans and be like, all right, cool. We're working on games. Here's one of the games we're working on. And these guys are trying to bring skate back. Now, they, they didn't present it in the way I am of like, we're trying to make a new skate. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. They were very clear. I'm like, this is a skate. It's happening. So careful yeah. what you wish it, for. Are we getting a Mirror's Edge 2? Who knows? And you, and even when you, when you oh, God, I hope not. Because I I really love Mirror's Edge. And I played Mirror's Edge Catalyst. And I beat Mirror's Edge Catalyst. But even as I was beating it, I was like, this wasn't it, Chief. You, you, missed, <laughs> you missed the bar here. Um, but even to so to Evan, the part of, in Evan's question here where, where he's saying uh, the last thing I want is a publisher force game where the only reason it's being developed is because EA sees dollar signs. I think the reason any EA, EA game is developed is because they see dollar signs, right? Even like I know like the the one example we can probably pull are the EA originals where they don't sure. necessarily, necessarily see money off of that. But even 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 with those, I feel like there is some degree of safety, right? Like they've allocated allocated some sort of budget to be like, hey, we're going to put some focus on these smaller titles for whatever reason, right? Because we want to support smaller devs or because we want to have uh, add personality to our catalog or whatever it may, it may be. I think even with, the, with those, there is some dollars and cents conversations in terms of, all right, what's the balance here? How big of a, how big, uh, how, how large of a scale project can we support um, yeah. and all that stuff? And I, I think that, that, that all comes down to dollars and cents. Um, and you look at any other EA game, right? Like you look at the sports games, you look at Apex, you look at, um, even even the Star Wars titles, right? Like there's the, EA is making those games while seeing dollars and cents, and that's not necessarily inherently a bad thing because they are a business. Like they do have to make money, they do have to be able to support their developers. Um, but I think EA especially is a company that you know you 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 look at what they're doing and you look at how they operate. And I the reason why they're making Skate Four is because Skate Four is going to is going to make money for them. It might it, it probably won't make as much money for them as FIFA or Apex or their their bigger titles, but 
there's still enough of an audience there for Skate 4. And I think it's very apparent how big of an audience there is for Skate 4 that they're obviously going to make money money off of it. Or they, they obviously see it as a dollars and, dollars and cents thing for them. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I think we're all on the same page. But to be very clear, Evan M, like, every game is developed because the, the publisher sees dollars and cents. Like, there are very few instances where you sit there and go, we're doing this thing and we know it's just going to lose money. In fact, Peter Moore from EA talking about the originals is one of the few people I've heard say that publicly. Uh, and I mean, I can sit there and look at PlayStation and obviously Concrete Genie. I'm sure they sat there and were like, this is not going to do gangbusters, but this is the budget for Concrete Genie. This is what we think it'll make. We're going to take that gamble. Like, that's why people make games. Uh, and that, or I should say yeah. that's why publishers publish games and back games. Developers make games because I believe in my art. I believe in this vision. This will be fun. This will elicit an emotion from the player, right? But when you get down to why a game is actually getting... And like, you know, you say is being developed because EAC's dollar signs. It's being published because EAC's dollar signs. I would say it's being developed uh, because people have a desire to make a fun state skate game. But again, I think we often lose sight of like, for better or worse, video games are a business. And you know what I mean? Like you can even sit there. And again, I know I'm just a PlayStation guy, so I'm bringing a PlayStation sit there and point to well, look at the chances they're taking with Last of Us. And it's, you know, you're playing as a, uh, a, a lesbian woman going out for revenge. Uh, look at Concrete Genie and this thing they're doing right. You can point to those, but then think of all the times we've heard from people like Sucker Punch and people like Gorilla and whoever that went to that Sony worldwide meeting, right? Now PlayStation Studios, but like went to the, the worldwide meetings taught and pitched games to Shu and Shu shot them down. Because like, guess what? Shu, it's not that Shu didn't think they were artistic. He probably thought they couldn't make, they wouldn't make money, that they wouldn't be a return on investment. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that's the big thing here. And, and I, I'm looking forward to Skate. I think Skate's hopefully going to be awesome when it comes out. Um, but knock yeah, knock knock on wood, knock on the the knock on skateboards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's one of those things of we'll see for me, right? And even to to the part in Evan's question of do you think a new skate game was even on EA's radar before the Tony Hawk remaster was announced to overwhelming support? Yes, I do. Like I I I think I I don't think they're lying when they're talking about hey the comments made this happen hey like you guys did this if you if you look (laughs) yeah if you look at any EA post on like Instagram or Twitter over the last however many years there's so many Skate Four comments there and like they've known like they know that people want Skate Four they know that there is an audience for that Um, but I think for them it was a thing of hey all right when does this make sense for us does it make sense right now no all right we'll revisit the idea. Uh, in the future or in another meeting uh, and see and see how we can justify this game's existence. And I think they finally got to the point where they could justify making the game, thus it happening. Yeah. If anything, I think when they saw Tony Hawk get remastered, like, fuck! God damn yeah. it, we were so close to being out first. <gasps> or saying something, not out. <gasps> Greg, let's talk about Star Wars Squadrons. We now know way more about the game. Uh, again, this is Adam Bankhurst from IGN. EA Motive revealed gameplay of its upcoming game, Star Wars Squadrons, a game that takes place after Star Wars The Return of the Jedi. Featuring both single-player and multiplayer, Star Wars Squadrons aims to be the greatest Star Wars pilot game ever. The campaign will have players assuming the, assuming the role of both a New Republic pilot and Imperial, Imperial fighter pilot as part of the Vanguard and Titan Squadrons, respectively. Multiplayer will include modes like Dogfight, an all-out 5v5 battle, and the signature mode Fleet Battles. Fleet battles feature multiple phases and and begins in a social hub that allows for strategic planning. 
Then players will enter a battle that begins with a dogfight in the middle of the map. It then transitions to uh, to one of the teams attacking the enemy's medium-sized capital ship before finally taking the battle to the enemy's flagships. Star Wars Squadrons will be released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 2nd, 2020 with full crossplay and VR support for PS4 and PC. Oh, and there are no microtransactions. Greg, yeah. we're all excited for this. Yeah, surprisingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's me for me. Uh, you know, I think I really fell in love with Star Wars. At, you know, I enjoyed the films fine or whatever before, but like fell in love last year with going to Galaxy's Edge, uh, playing uh, Fallen Order, getting my lightsaber, being a goon. Uh, and but even then, like I started up Battlefront 2 afterwards, the single player portion of the game. And I was like, why did I fall out of this? Because I had started it at launch and then played for a while. And I was like, oh, this is why I just fell out of it. And I downloaded a uh, uh, Old Republic uh, the other day, uh, the MMO that I played MMO? at launch. Yeah, I played it at launch back in the day in the old spare bedroom on the PC. I was like, you know what? I want to kick the tires on that again. So I downloaded it, but haven't started it. And then this, this when it, even when it was getting talked about, I was like, this sounds cool, but I don't know if it's for me. Like, I'm not, I don't have that. I didn't grow up with the, I want to be a X-Wing pilot, right? I didn't have that dream like so many people did watching Star Wars. My best friend Poe did, right? And I would go to Poe's house and help him set up computers, believe it or not, set, set up computers and then watch him play TIE Fighter and X-Wing and all that crap. And he loved it. But I was like, eh, when they announced this, I'm like, that's cool. It's going to be fun for you know people. The cinematic trailer is cool. And then watching the gameplay and seeing the depth and then get starting to let yourself dream of like, Oh man. I, and it was that thing of like, I know I'm going to play this and I probably will finish the single player and never play it again. And then to watch you guys on the live reacts be like, this is awesome. We're going to be terrible, but I'm in. And I was like, if we can have a team of terrible pilots that just play the PVE section together, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same. This trailer was the one that for me sold the game, uh, sold the game to me. Right. Like I, I saw, I saw the original cinematic and I, and I, and we, we talked about the rumors and all that stuff had me like, had all that stuff piqued my interest but this was the thing that that grabbed my attention um greg a question i have for you and this is gonna be me showing my cards a bit oh here we go i love it how do you think this game is gonna review because i was eyeing it a little bit for our fantasy draft that we have going on for psl (laughs) and i sat there and i was like all right i could pull this game or i could like bid on this game but I don't know if I think this game is going to review as well as I as I want it to, right? Like, do I think this game is going to get above a seventy? Yeah, and that that and that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I, where my uh, my inner battle was happening, right? Like, where where does this game land around a seventy? Because I I then looked up Star Wars Battlefront two, and that game at launch I think reviewed at like around a sixty six on Metacritic, which for me wouldn't be a good poll for the fantasy draft. What, oh, where, God, where's no, your head no, at? No. Um. I mean, I feel like I do want. I don't want to show my card. I bid on it last night. I bid on it last night. All right. Oh, so there you go. And, and I know you have no money left in the bank after your giant miles. I got, yeah, I got one dollar. I don't think I have to worry about you beating me for. Hopefully, Dornbush doesn't hear this. Nobody, nobody, dime us out to Dornbush, right? Um, for me, it's going to be interesting because it's what are what are your expectations for this game? I think that. It's, you know, in the lead up to it, right? One of the big things you were talking about, it's 40 bucks, which you thought like, oh, that sets your expectation of like, what are we really getting, right? That was revealed Mm -hmm. beforehand or leaked or whatever. And it was this, okay, so is it going to be a real game? Is it going to be full of a, you watch what we saw yesterday and the excitement everybody has. And even like, because it looks incredibly nerdy. Of like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, you're you gotta manage your power to your weapons. But then if you're getting shot, downplay that to your shields. And it's like, it seems like the 
evolution of the memories everybody has with X-Wing and TIE Fighter, right? And so I think if they can nail that, if they can make the combat of flight fun and get you into it, I think then when you add in a $40 price point, then when you add in cross-play, right, that you're able to play with one giant pool of people, then you add in the ability that, yes, not only is it cross-play, it's cross-screen, it's VR if you want it to be, it's not VR if you don't want it to be. Like, I think... Even if it's a smaller experience, even if the campaign's only five hours in in it, because it sounds like the campaign's leading you into the multiplayer, right? Like it's going to teach you the ships and then let you go off and do your thing. I feel like it's that game that could score well and just be, hey man, for what this is, it's 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 good, it's great, it's we enjoy it, we're having fun with it, and I think that with those expectations, the review scores could go a number of ways. I think if you come in and they are like looking for a single player Star Wars six dollar experience, yada 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 then you're in a different ball of wax. And I think that's where it loses those points. It could also be that, again, we're just looking at it. We haven't played it. Is it too complicated? Is it going to be that, like, the single-player campaign is like I am in flight school, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm bored. <laughs> Can I just... Is yeah. it, is the single-player campaign going to be too long? You just want to get to going to play with your friends, but it is a five-hour tutorial. Like, there's a couple different ways this could go, but I was super... I don't want to say... I was glad, I guess, for Mitch and the team at Motive yesterday that the reception was universally, from what I saw, like, this looks great. Like, I can't wait to play this. This seems like a lot of fun. Like, I wasn't expecting that based on the paper from what, or the leaks and what we had heard about it beforehand. What about you? Yeah. I mean, in terms of how I think it's going to review, I, I, re- I really don't know. Like, I think it could lie anywhere between a 60 and an 80. Um, and I know that's like a wide range, but I, it, at this point, it really does come down to execution and what ex- what what our expectations are for a forty dollar game. I think it being forty dollars helps set that set, helps us set it better, but I think that does probably come with some sort of like some sort of uh, uh, expectations as far as like scale. Like where where does this game end up as far as like how big it is and how much you can do um, and how much it feels like a full game versus a $40 game. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really don't know. Either way, I'm still like looking forward to it, even if it ends up at like a 60 something. I'm, that's still like good for me because I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game as, as less so like a, hey, this is a, the big a critical success. I'm more so just looking for this game to be fun. And if it's fun, yeah. then I'm down for it. It's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, I mean, if and that's my thing is I, I you know I, you walk that line of I just wanted to be fun to play with other people, right? Like Predator Hunting Grounds is a game we enjoy playing, right? But yeah. I hope this is better than that. You know what I mean? Like I hope yeah. that this is like it, like this is the impressive Star Wars experience. This is you getting lost in the cockpit. This is having these amazing dogfights and doing all this crazy stuff. Greg, let's talk about Joseph Ferris's new game, Haze Lights. Joseph. Ferris announces it takes two. Fuck the Oscars. Uh, again, this is Adam Bankhurst of IGN who writes Ferris announced it takes two, the studio's next game following Brothers A Tale of Two Sons and A Way Out. It is a co op action adventure platformer that will blow your fucking mind, according to Joseph Ferris. It takes two follows a child whose parents are divorcing. To cope, she creates imaginary versions of them who must work together to make it through the story. It Takes Two is scheduled to release in 2021. Um, under the EA Originals banner, we also got Lost in Random uh, Lost in Random by Zoink Games and Rocket Arena. Um, and it, take two, it Takes Two looks awesome. Like I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, 
I loved the lead in they gave of, you know, Joseph really telling his story, right, of trying to immigrate out into Sweden stuff and what was going on there. And then trying to take, you know, obviously him pulling from those themes, I think, in his family life and putting them into this game. Uh, it seems like, yeah, the emotional indie bullshit I love so much. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go see yeah. it. And then lastly, did you, play the a, did you play a way out? I did play a way out. I loved a way out. I thought yeah. a way out was awesome. Yeah. And so, like, if it if if this is kind of piggybacking off of that with co-op, like, weirdness or not weirdness but like quirky ways in which you can interact with each other in game that I'm, I'm totally down for i love that about a way out yeah yeah kevin and i played it together i, I had a good time with it and then lastly uh from ea play apex legends is headed to switch with uh or switch and steam with full cross play uh apex legends will be headed to steam and nintendo switch later uh this fall alongside full cross play with ps4 xbox one and pc Respawn Entertainment explained Lost Treasures, the latest collection event headed to Apex Legends, arriving on June 23rd, 2020. It'll see the return of Armed and Dangerous Evolved, the limited, the limited mode that only allows snipers and shotguns. It'll also introduce a mobile respawn beacon that each player will have, will have at the start of each match. Be careful, however, because the respawn stations across the map will be gone. A new area, Crypto's Map Room, will give players a new look at what motivates Crypto. There will also be exclusive exclusive content and cosmetics that can be earned by completing in-game challenges. Greg, I know you don't play Apex Legends at all. Is I, know, there I, almost interrupted, I almost interrupted you to read the, the story because I want your opinion on this. Because this was the one, you know, when they when I was doing all the rundown of stuff and we were, you know, rehearsing and then filming and all that jazz. This is the one that I was like, okay, this is for blessing. And then, of course, yeah. Jeffy Grub Grub tries to ruin it all with his leaks and announcements leading into it. You know what I mean? Teasing what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, and I, I, and I did... I did read all of Jeffrey Grub Grub's uh, leaks beforehand. And so I, I kind of knew all this is coming, Coward. but even still like the confirmation of it uh, was really fun, was really good. I think all this sounds awesome, especially crossplay. I didn't think they, they would implement crossplay because yeah. I remember when Apex Legends was first coming out, they were talking about how, um, I, I forget which engine it's developed in, but they were talking about how um, because of the engine, because, because of certain things, they wouldn't be able to implement cross progression in, in, in crossplay and all that stuff. And I kind of took that and I was like, I get it. Technology is hard. You know, I, I guess this, this is the hand I'm dealt, right? My favorite game of 2019 can't have crossplay. I'm fine with yeah. it. And so to see them actually like figure it out and to see them implement it, I think is awesome. I really hope they, they figure out cross progression. I think that would be the thing that would really um, blow me away and get me excited because the game coming to switch is awesome. I want to, I want to download the game on switch so I can play it in bed or on the go or whatever um but you don't want to restart it you don't want to re-roll all your yes. progress there yeah i don't want to re-roll all my progress because at this point in apex on ps4 i'm like level 100 and something and that Flex comes them. with all the cost that comes with all the cosmetics that comes with uh all the all the the guns and all, and, and all the different stuff um i don't necessarily want to start from zero again but it being on the switch regardless you know without cross progression i think it's still cool um and getting getting to play with whoever um on any console or pc i think is, is is really cool as well like this this is all welcome additions and the in the update um as far as like the the new event sure seems really cool you know i'm, I'm definitely down with the respawn beacon thing every player starts with a, with a mobile respawn beacon that sounds like a cool twist i'm definitely down for it i'm curious to see how that actually plays out um and it's right. always lovely to see that apex legends continues to to continually update the game in a, in a way that feels um like it's actively refreshing you don't re really get bored with it sure uh, I have two your wrongs for you. Uh, the nail biologist says Apex Legends is made on the Source engine. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then mine is that you said Jeffrey Grub Grub. It's Jeffy 
Grub Grub. Oh, so Jeff Grub's yes, new name, yes. and he I has apologize. to only be referred to that. If anybody could get Dean Takahashi on the line, I'd like to change all of Jeff Grub's bylines on GameSpeed to be Jeffy Grub Grub. Greg Mavericks writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, KFGD crew, with EA Play Live not having much in the way of knockout announcements, do you think we'll have to wait an entire year until we see the next round of tentpole EA games? Or can we hold out hope for some surprises at a more imminent event, like perhaps the Game Awards later this year? Thanks from Down Under Mavericks. I think you'll have to wait for, when you say big tentpole EA games, I assume you're talking about a new Mass Effect, a new Dragon Age, all that kind of stuff. Yes, I think you'll have to wait. I do think that everyone is on the same page that this Mass Effect trilogy remastered thing is real and that yes. announcement has to be imminent. Is it going to be saved for N7 Day or is it just going to be announced beforehand that it comes out around? Is, and no, does none of that matter at all? I don't know, but I believe that game is real. I believe that game is coming. Uh, I was surprised it was not part of this show. You know what I mean? Like when they... So the way, you know, you get approached for this kind of stuff I, when I, I have to sign an NDA and then I'm told everything. And so when I hadn't signed the NDA and I was like, well, what's happening at the show? Because I always want to make sure it's a good show. They were like mm-hmm. this, but they were they were being vague and stuff. And they were like, and like, this thing's coming back. And I was like, oh, shit. I, I was for sure it was going to be there. <laughs> my expectations were low. Though. I was like, oh, man, the, the trilogy is getting remastered. And then it was skate. I was like, oh, fuck. OK, that's better. But no, wait, where is the remaster? Right. And I think that still has a chance at it. I think, you know, I'm still surprised that they haven't done more with Jedi Fallen Order in terms of they did the, you know, the May the 4th update and added in like, you know, a new game plus and a few bells and whistles there. But like, I would have thought you ended that or in D- in this, you tease DLC. Like, is it really over over? Is Cal's story really over? I wouldn't put it beyond the realm of possibility that we get some kind of DLC for that by the end of the year. But I think if you're talking about a brand new, not even brand new, but a full fledged game, then yeah, you have to wait for, maybe something at game wars but more likely than not next year's ea play yeah i agree i think the only things that i really expect before next e3 are that mass effect trilogy and maybe some anthem news like i was actually a little mm-hmm. bit surprised to see that we didn't get anything from anthem and so granted anthem's, like, was- anthem's in the boat that skate can't be where skate they talk about it as early as you want like let's tell yeah. everybody there anthem everyone's so fucking sick of hearing the stories of like do they just save anthem no they didn't like when anthem's fucking rebooted and ready to go that's when you do it slam in the go Yes, yeah, and that's what I was gonna say is that they they very recently talked about how they're they now have a small team that is working specifically on Anthem to try and uh, uh, revamp the game and, and give it new legs. And I imagine that yeah, they're not ready for that yet. And so I wonder if that is a random date in the fall when they are ready, or a random date in the spring where they're ready and they're like, all right, let's go. Or if that is next E three where they are like, all right, here's Anthem. This is the update. It's coming. Say E three is in June. It's coming yeah. in July, uh, and this is what you can look forward to. Like, I wonder if I wonder if that's how they they do it. Um, but yeah, like as far as anything else from EA, I I I don't necessarily see us getting anything before uh, next E three. Um, especially with like the updates they gave us as far as next gen, like all the next gen stuff they gave us was basically like we're working on stuff. Here's some here's some wireframes or whatever. Yeah, 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 that stuff's a ways yeah. out. Right? That stuff is, is is really a ways out, and so I don't necessarily expect anything big next gen coming from them soon. Blessing, that might be a way out, but if I want something more immediate, say what the second item on the Roper report is. Where would I go? You would go right here. Story number two: Crash Four 
has leaked. This is Jordan Allman at IGN. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, has been rated for PS4 and Xbox One. And again, It's About Time is part of the name. That's not me saying it's about time for Crash 4. <laughs> the name of the game is Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Um, again, it, it's been rated for PS4 and Xbox One by the Taiwan Digital Game Rating, rating Committee. Uh, committee. The news arrives thanks to Gamatsu, who first spotted the listing. The listing, which now appears to have been removed from the, the committee's search results for Crash Bandicoot, offered official box art for the game. And Kevin, uh, if you're able to go to the doc, I have it highlighted for you. If you can pull up the tweet that has the box art so we can take a look at it. The article continues, the listing also featured a short description of the game's premise. Quote, Crash is, relax Crash is relaxing and exploring his island in his time, 1998. <laughs> when he finds when he finds a mysterious mask hidden away in a cave, Lonnie Loli, the mask is one of the quantum masks and and apparently knows Aku Aku Crash's mask friend. With the quantum mask returning and a quantum rift appearing near our heroes, they decide to bravely head they they, they decide to bravely head through through to different times and dimensions to stop whoever is responsible. End quote. Greg. Does Crash Bandicoot 4 do anything for you? And again, this is the we're looking at the box art here that Kevin's pulled up in the video. Um, firstly, yeah, how do you feel about the box art? Well, and I love the secondly, fact that if you re just read the underlined words, it says it's dick time. Like, I feel like that's not going to be the final box art as most people oh. pointed that out now. It's dick time. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really, really interesting. Yeah. 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 Or it's dick it's time, but either way, it's got something to do with it. It's dick it's time. Uh, I think the box art's cute. Yeah, I'm dig. I dig it. I like it. I believe. I mean, I have no reason to believe that this is this isn't the real box art. Oh no, um, totally. I mean, the on the heels of the puzzle yesterday that Doran Bush and Tim and everybody else had, right? Like, this has got to be real, and we've got to be. The announcement has to be imminent. Yeah. Does Crash Four do anything for you? No, not at all. Yeah, I, like I have I'm no love for the old Crash games, even when they put out the uh, trilogy or whatever. Like I, I toy. I think I did less plays with Tim's, and I, and I was just like, I'm glad you're excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take anybody's excitement away. It's just not what I want to play. Yeah, I'm kind of in a, in a similar boat. I'm I'm never really excited about any Crash news. Not, I was gonna say not because I dislike Crash, even though I kind of dislike Crash. Like I never I never liked those games when I played them. Yeah. Um, but I do find it interesting that they're calling it Crash Four. I think that's a that's a really interesting thing because there have been Crash games after Crash Three that are like mainline Crash games. So the <laughs> fact that they're calling it Crash Four, I think, speaks volumes to how they're looking at the game. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what it actually is and what the what the trailer is when they when they finally drop it. When do you think we're getting it? Oh, within the, what's today? Friday, yeah. Monday, probably. Yeah, you Monday think it's at that? You think it's at the Keeley thing? Is there a Keeley thing? What's the Keeley thing? Yeah, remember we talked about it yesterday. Um, it's the Summer Game Fest Dev Showcase. It's like it, oh. if, I, if if I can hold on, uh, I believe I'll read you exactly what it said yesterday because I believe it teases a AAA announcement, which I would assume is going to be this. Um, so I scroll and I scroll. And I'm in the notes from yesterday, and I'm scrolling. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, sorry. What? I was gonna say I'm surprised they actually haven't dropped the trailer yet. Like seeing that this thing leaked. Uh, well, I mean, you have plans, and that's why I also think it's probably part of the showcase, right? Uh, yeah. Game developer showcase, uh, first ever developer showcase, Monday, June twenty second. Um, a whole bunch of indies like we talked about yesterday: uh, Skate Story, uh, Starbase, The Night Is Gray, plus world exclusive debuts from Longhand Electric and that game company, and a surprise major triple A reveal hosted live on air by Jeff Keighley. That that sounds like it could be Crash. Now you'd think so, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I can I can see it happening Monday or Tuesday, very early in the week. I think at this point, coming off of the the puzzles that they sent everybody, like that means that news is very imminent. 
Um, and so, like, if they're not pushing it up to today, uh, given the leaks, then yeah, I expect I very well expect to see it on Monday or Tuesday. In the chat, uh, Jeffy Grub Grub himself says, "Yeah, that's Crash. I didn't sign anything. You can't sue me." <laughs> <laughs> Our last news story of the day, story number three. We'll soon we'll soon know more about that new Smash character. This is from Nintendo's Twitter at Nintendo America. Uh, they tweeted this morning: Join Super hashtag Smash Brothers Ultimate director Masahiro Sakurai on June twenty second at seven a.m. Pacific time for a roughly thirty five minute video live stream featuring an in depth look at the upcoming DLC fighter from hashtag Arms. So there you go. Look forward you to stoked? that. I don't really have. Are you, a, you stoked to wake up really, and watch that one? Not really. Like I love Smash. I don't really love Arms. Uh, sure. I I get why they're going with an Arms character because that I I guess now that is a franchise that they want to promote. Oh yeah. Kind of franchise and they want to own it. And I imagine we'll see more Arms in the future given this. Um, but it's whatever. I don't like. There's not really an Arms character they can announce that would really get me excited. Even though Min Min was a cool character, I did like Min Min. And so if it's Min Min, I might be a little bit excited. But overall, <laughs> I'm just like whatever. Cool. Greg. I'm really yeah. excited to see wh- who this arms character is. I'm I'm Eric so excited that I was able to weasel out of the live reaction and give it to you and Tim, and you guys have to wake up early. Wait, are we doing a live reaction to oh, this? You know you are, brother. 7 a.m. on Monday. Enjoy twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Oh, oh, man. Then me and Andy are doing the summer game fest, so you're fine. Don't worry. Can I switch with Andy? I feel like Andy. Nah, might nah, I feel like nah. Andy, Andy seems like an arms guy. Hey, you, you know what? Know? You guys have a meeting this afternoon. You can hash it out then. But June 22nd seems so far away, Greg. If mm-hmm. I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? Well, Blessing, you'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got the Coma 2 Vicious Sisters for PS4 and Switch, Radio Squid for Switch, Burnout Paradise Remastered for Switch, which I've been playing, and man, that game plays well on Switch. I really? absolutely love it. Yeah, dude. It's one of those ones where it's like finally the definitive way to play this game. Wow. Um, I've been playing, yeah, dude, I've been playing it in bed, and it's been such a fun experience getting to play that game on Switch. Like it I think I think I first played that game on PS3 when it when it originally came out. And it's one of those things where that that game is a game that I guess I would have always looked at as a game that I should be playing on a TV on a big screen because it's Burnout Paradise. It's, it's yeah. these cars that are smashing. It's, it's these graphics and all this stuff. But yeah, now in, in 2020, getting to play this game on my actual handheld screen, it feels like I'm finally actually in the future in a way that feels really cool. Um, it Does it come with all the DLC? Does it still have the Ecto-1? Does it still have the DeLorean? I actually, I'm not sure. I I, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to Big Surf Island yet. That's like the okay. that's like the thing that is like the DLC island, and I haven't gotcha. made it a thing to actually try and try and explore. But I believe actually, I can pull it right now because I have my Switch. If it's the if it's remastered, then it should come with the DLC. Cool. Yeah, it's re, it's remastered, so I believe okay. it comes with the DLC. At the very least, it's going to have Big Surf Island in there, which I'm really excited about because Big Surf Island is awesome. To continue though, uh, Railway Empire is out for Switch. Flying Red Barrel, the diary, a little. The Diary of a Little Aviator is out on PC. Hard West for Xbox One. The Academy for PC. The Last of Us Part 2 is out today on PS4. Supper Soccer Blast is out for Switch. The Coma 2 Vicious Sisters is out for Switch. Bugzel is out for PC. Cannon Father (laughs) is out for PC and Mac. Isolation Story is out for PC. Bridge. I'm going to say Bridge, but it's spelled B-R-D-G is out for PC. 
Flowers Garden Solitaire is out for PC. The Academy, the first Riddle, is out for PC and Mac. And a new Grindstone update is available now to Apple Arcade subscribers. Whoop, whoop. Deal of the day now through June 29th. Join EA Access and your first month is just 99 cents. Membership lets you try new Electronic Arts titles uh, days before release. Dive into our library, or I guess their library. This is Electronic Arts speaking. I just copied right out of the press release. I did no work on it. Dive into our library of great games like Need for Speed Heat, FIFA 20, and more. Plus, nab savings of 10% on all EA digital purchases on PS4. Now it's time for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, your support means the world to Kind of Funny. Because of you, the audience, Kind of Funny is able to do cool things like launch a new studio, have full Last of Us playthroughs with Nick Scarpino, have awesome guest weeks on Kind of Funny Games Daily, launch shows like The Return of P.S. I Love You XOXO, and more. You can head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames if you want to support Kind of Funny Games Daily and all the content that we produce on this side of Kind of Funny. Isn't that right, Greg? That's right. We need your support. Please, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Put your money where your ears are. Put your money where your ears are. And of course, you can gain special perks like exclusive content, becoming a Patreon producer, and more. Once again, just go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to support the show and learn more about what we have to offer. Greg. Yeah. I, we did a pretty good job of, of putting the questions in throughout the show. So there's just one question. Yeah, I saw this one. That you, it looks like a redacted CIA, CIA document. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, you blacked out the question we read already. <laughs> yeah, I try to do like, I know you do like the cross out thing in the doc. And I try to yeah. figure out how to do that. And, and it's hard to figure figure out a new feature of Google Docs when you're trying to help. Oh, sure. When you're in the middle of something else, I totally understand. Yeah. Groovy Muse writes in to patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games. She's like, you can and says, new Pokemon Snap. A new skate game, Patapon 2 Remastered. These are the games that the internet and Greg Miller seemingly willed into existence. What games, what game would you like to see the internet push for next? Oh man. Groovy Muse. Can we, I mean, like, at some point we have to say we've gotten everything. Do you understand that? Do you understand, Groovy Muse, that we willed into existence Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning coming back? Do you know how absurd that is? That somehow we were able to make this game that bankrupted Rhode Island and 38 Studios return it went through a different publisher that got it away from EA. Now THQ Nordic is back from the dead and they've brought, like, you look around and it's one of those, like, we've said for a long time, you know, somebody's playing uh, in 2020, they're, they're playing SimCity and just setting off every disaster, right? Like, is is that the cost of these games? Is that what's you know? Is the pandemic a direct result from us getting too much? Are the murder wasps a direct result of us asking for too much? I feel like murder now, I, murder hornets. My apologies. Thanks for it's keeping important, me honest. Important distinction. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me honest. Like I don't know. I it's man. Anything can happen. I you know the one I still want, and it's an EA game too. Would be Road Rash. I want a new Road Rash. Interesting. I I would not have thought of Road Rash. Well, wow, you're you're young. Do you, do you have Road Rash memories? No, not at all, actually. Dude, Road like, Rash. I played Road, I played Road Rash, but I don't have like memories of playing it in my childhood. Road Rash on Genesis? Are you kidding me, man? Just weekend spent there smashing people whipping chains above my head into them. Even N64 Road Rash, which was terrible, me and my friends played nonstop. Mine would be, I would I I tweeted this out last week, and I'm standing by it. And now I want to make it a movement. I think they need to remake Eco, and whether that is Blue Point. 
implementing like the same techniques. Let it go, man. Process. No, because Ego is a masterpiece, and we don't give it the respect it deserves. Ego is amazing. Ego is an awesome game. Of course, um, um, what's the name of the the studio? Fuck, I forget the name of the actual studio that does Shadow Colossus and stuff. But like the, that well, it was first game. Go ahead, sorry. U- Uweda is the name of the. the, uh, is, the yeah, is the guy behind him, and he's got a new studio he just founded. Is that the name you're looking for? Or are you looking for? No, I was looking for the actual original, um, uh, like studio name. But I, we can just say Ueda. Ueda's first game, Eco, fantastic, and it should come back. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it was just it was Team Eco, right? Oh, you're right. It was Team Eco. That's why I can remember it. Well, because they were part of Japan Studios for a hot second, right? And then it was Team Eco, or am I? Yes. I might be conflating that no, part of it. You're right. You're right. It is Team Eco. But yeah, I want to see Eco make a comeback. Uh, I'm like, checking chat here. Uh, and it's, a lot of them are asking for too much, all right? But a lot are behind me on Road Rash. Simpatico 115 has a great one. Crazy Taxi. We do need a new Crazy Taxi with a new a soundtrack. That's like, come one. on now. That'd be freaking dope. That's a very good one. But and people yeah, are like, that's... oh, Sly 5. Like, uh, calm down, nanobiologist. You already got a new Sly, and it clearly didn't set the world on fire. You should, at the, you should have embraced that and been like, holy shit, we got a Sly. I'm happy. That Mass Effect trilogy too. I I want to see it. Like I believe it exists. I just want them to finally show it and for it to finally be in my hands because I want to play it. That's on you, man. You could play it right now. <laughs> just go play I'm it. Not bust out a PS3 to play Mass Effect. Play it on Xbox. It's backwards compatible. I guess that is a good point. Did you just say I, I, I bust out a PS3. Yeah. Don't you have my PS3 like right next to you? Yes, and I'm not gonna bust it out. Is what I'm saying. But it's sure, already out. Yeah, but it's not hooked up to the TV. My TV only has two HDMI ports, and one of those is the Xbox One. The other one is the PS4. Mass Effect Trilogy, is, that is something I would like to play on PS4, you know, just because that's my ecosystem. Nothing true, has true. Xbox, get but them I've played there. And, so if they act- and I would like, like to get, like, the actual remaster, since I know it's coming, you know? It's almost here. Probably. Possibly. It's time to squat up. Nail Bodges writes in with a squad up for Twitch and says, two months ago, I, along with Tim, Belinda, Josh Silverman, and Alyssa, took a lot of people on a remote trip to Disneyland. Uh, well, thanks to that success, we're doing it again this weekend. Only a couple of changes. Instead of Tim, uh, we'll be joined by Jack Patillo. And we're going to Disney World. The fun starts at noon Eastern Standard Time this Sunday as we take you through Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and maybe Magic Kingdom if time allows. All of this will help raise money for Color of Change. Uh, there will be surprises, giveaways, and much more. If you want to come along, all you need uh, all you need is a little imagination, pixie dust, and a screen. Hope to see you all this Sunday, and have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Again, Nanobiologist is on Twitch at or twitch.tv slash the Nanobiologist. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. We write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, Frank Furter writes in and says, Nintendo has updated that we'll, we will not see any any other new character outside of ARMS. So there you go. Uh, Nail Boxes says, breaking, Toys for Bob just tweeted the following. It's almost, quote, it's almost time. More info on our next game is coming June 22nd, end quote. And again, Toys for Bob is, they're the ones who are, who are doing that Crash Bandicoot game, according to the box art. Time is all capitalized too. And time is all capitalized. It's almost time. It's and time. Lastly, Bagel Soda says Nintendo Good Nintendo name. added that there will be I guess this is the same thing. There's not, not gonna be any new fighters aside from arms. And so there you go. When we tune into that Nintendo stream, it's gonna be all arms all day. Uh, so I'm arms I'm very for days. Excited. Arms. 
you know? Hey, I mean, like I said, you can you can debate with Andy, who's getting up at 6.45 to react with Tim to this crap. On a right? Monday, too? On a Monday. On a Monday. Why? Why we, we can skip this. We don't have to tune in. But it's smashing one of our games. We have to tune in. I don't know, dude. He's yeah, making a lot of sense. If it was a Road Rash one, I'd have we to tune in. We didn't tune in, in yeah. for the Pokemon thing. That was a mistake. I mean, a lot of people said the mistake. video that was fine. What? We should have seen it for Historically, those aren't that great. <laughs> we took a gamble. We fucking lost. <laughs> the last one sucks Next week's so posts are Monday, it's me and Fran. Uh, Tuesday, it's me and Tim. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary. Thursday, it's Greg and me. And then Friday, it's Greg and Tim. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, game daily. <laughs>